The Clog Jordan Community Seed Bank Group is inviting you to a talk with expert uh, horticulturist and grower Kevin Dudley on the importance of creating a seed bank in your community. And that's happening this Wednesday in a war's natural disasters and extreme weather events, floods, drought, all of that threatening our global food supply lines and every week brings news of famine and conflict and uh, record-breaking temperatures as well. And I'm delighted to say that Kevin Dudley joins me now. Kevin, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed, Kevin, and thanks for coming on with me today. Will you first of all tell me what exactly is a seed bank? Well, what it is really is um, we grow uh, a a load of different types of seed and then we keep that and every year we take from that seed and we see if we can improve it and we share that amongst our community. So what we're doing is um, we might not have one type of carrot, we might have five types of carrot and um, every year we look at the plants that we're saving the seed off of that carrot to try and improve it for where we grow it and for what what we need it for. It looks like, uh, food-wise, it's an uncertain future, Kevin. I mean, could this help towards food security, for example? Oh, yeah, it's always been an uncertain future, Fran, when yeah, it comes to yeah. food, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, um, one of the worst problems, I think, is that um, in uh, in the 80s, we joined the EU, and they have a, a, a law called the Dust Law that means each variety has to be distinct, uniform and stable, which is, you know, homogenous. Mm. They're all the same. But what that means is that that population of, of crops isn't doesn't have enough genetic characteristics in it to help it move in any direction if we do have weather changes. And, you know, I've been out here for 40 years in the, in the rain and it, it does seem to be getting worse at times of the year. Well, that's very worrying indeed. Well, we see, we've and also, I mean, we we've had series of famines in Ireland, so we should we should know about it. But we've never had a better time, really, to have access to seeds which are genetic um, material to enable us to kind of overcome this. It's just that we've left it to others. You know, it was not even farmers are really engaged in this anymore. Which means that, like, four multinational corporations now now own over sixty percent of the world's seed. And we've lost over 97% of the diversity in our food crops that we had up to the year 2000. Can we claw that back or is this going to be extremely slow, do you think? Well, this is the thing, you know, the diversity that we had was us making it. And when we stopped being involved in it, it started to decline and be specialised. Whereas if we take it back and, you know, these these genes that are in the varieties of crops that we grow, they're also being copyrighted and owned by multinationals, which means we won't get access to the to all of that genetic change. So this is where community seed banks are popping up all over the world to create local varieties again. You know, I mean, I often wonder how many people in Tipperary grow Tipperary turnips. Very yeah. few, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, on uh, tomorrow night at the uh, at, at the talk, I'll I'll be bringing the Tipperary turnip along to, for people to familiarise themselves with. And what does it, forgive my ignorance on this, Kevin? But does it look different? Does it well, taste it, you know, different? You, well, yeah, it, it's really creamy when um, cooked and made into a soup. And when you think what it is, it's a big storage of carbohydrates that have been stored up from the sun that year so that in the second year when it's grown, it can push up its flower stalk and produce its seeds. So we take that in the winter and cook that up, and that's that's thick and sweet 
and creamy and also the the chipperary turnip showed resistance towards lack of boron being in the soil so it's been selected in an area where you know the ones that needed boron didn't grow the ones that um managed with less boron grew and the seeds were saved of that it's very interesting is it a bit like local honey you know that if you consume the produce of your area it's naturally better for you well, it's actually better for you in the fact that you don't, you're not transporting it all the way across the world before you eat it. But the main thing is, I think, is it, it widens your awareness to what food actually is and to soil and what's in the soil and how you treat the soil. Because, um, you know, I, I feel that um, we, need to, we need to be educated. And by doing something like this, it educates you. And, and then you can understand... Um, nature and the hard work that all our food growers and farmers are engaged in, you know, to bring us the best food that they can. Can we save money with this? Almost oh, definitely, yeah. And also you won't you won't be able to buy that quality of food that you grow. Yes. It's it's impossible to buy it. You know, so you're learning, you're engaging with nature, you're creating your own food and your own seeds and these seeds are our commonwealth. They are our combined ancestors created these these seeds from the wild um, plants that were there. You know, the, the, all of the different types of uh, brassica that we now you know, have that come from the wild cabbage, you know, from kales to kohlrabi and Brussels sprouts, and they all came from the same uh, origin. But our ancestors managed to work with the seeds and select them and create new varieties and new types of food. Right. And, and they're still available to us. The seeds with that uh, genetic quality, they're, they're still available to us. Yeah, they are. I mean, mainly through... I mean, we're really lucky because we have Irish seed savers here in outside of Scariff and County Clare, and we have uh, brown envelope seeds down in uh, Skibbereen uh, down there, and they are still producing varieties that are, that are coming from our... Uh, some of the ancient ones, some some of them that they've rediscovered, like the Tipperary turnip, the the Gorda hook cabbage, you know, that um, they're still there. And and what they were was generations of our farmers and growers here selecting for here. It's all to do with uh, tour, you know. Place. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's absolutely fascinating to me. I know we all thought we were doing wonderful stuff by buying the seeds for the wildflowers, for example, and I tried doing yeah. it myself. And then we discovered that what we were doing was uh, planting seeds that were like Mexican and all sorts of stuff, and we didn't know what effect it might have on our on on our other plants and and the like as well. So we have to be very careful about these things, haven't we? Yeah, well, especially for wild plants. I mean, the, the whole thing with the Spanish bluebells, you know, we thought we were growing bluebells yeah. and bluebells are bluebells, but we've, uh, we've uh, brought in uh, Spanish bluebells. But when it comes to agricultural crops, it's, it's slightly different. Uh, but the main thing is that we, we create, you know, first thing is to teach people how to grow, and then we can go into the whole thing of seed saving. And then from there, we can go into classical plant breeding. We can create new varieties and uh, I mean we've done it here on um, Clock Jordan Community Farm we have our own um, land race varieties of onions and courgettes and faba beans and things that we've been selecting and crossing things into for the last 10 years yeah. I think it's absolutely marvellous can, can we all do this I mean even somebody like me with I, to say I don't have green fingers that would be an understatement but can, can we all do this 
Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's, it, it is most definitely a community thing. Yeah. Not one man not by himself can do this. It's too too big a thing. But as a community, we can do this. And I mean, I mean, you know, I understand. I'm old enough to understand that not everybody is as passionate as I am. You know, yeah. we all have our uh, we all have our abilities. But when we come together as a community, all of those abilities are shared. And you know, we we're more than just a few people. Yeah, when we come together. Absolutely. So tell me about your talk tomorrow night. It's at the lovely Thomas McDonough Museum there in Clock Jordan, isn't it? Yeah, it's at half past seven tomorrow evening. And uh, yeah, I'll have demonstrations of what we've been doing, the onions, um, some different, loads of different seeds there to look at. Like I said, the tipperary turnips, sunflowers. Um, we have we've a mass of different, all, all of the food crops, really, that, that we're growing. And um, just try to reintroduce some things. Into, I mean, we're not... We're not really that au fait with squashes here yet, mm, but mm. they're a fantastic winter source of food. You know, things like that, just to, to show people and, and to help people, really. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't want to be telling somebody who knows what they know something when they already know it, but yeah, just, yeah. you know, to, to help people along and to empower our communities because, um, like you said, you know, it's happened before and, it, it you know, when you get things like, massive fires where we are getting our wheat from and then the geopolitical thing of Russia yeah. and uh, Ukraine, we really need to kind of be looking back to how our ancestors, with the limited amount of genetic stock they had, they, they managed to, in most cases, overcome a lot of these situations. It's interesting. So self-reliance, I suppose, we're, we're down to again. Yeah, but it, it, see, it's not me. It's not self as an individual. Individual, oh, of course, yes, it, of course. It's self yes. as a community. Yes. So hopefully, in Clock Jordan, you know, we'll have our varieties, and then Money Gold will have slightly different, and Boris Akane will have slightly different. You know, and we'll be able to swap genetics between us, so that we don't lose all of this uh, skill base, really, which we were all involved in. Well, you sound so passionate about it, Kevin. It's it's fantastic. So, who do you have to register tomorrow night, or can you just no, turn up? No, I don't think just come along. Yeah, just come along, and um, yeah, it'd be great to, you know, not just preach to people what I do, but to engage in conversation with our community. I think that's the most important thing. All right, really good to talk to you today, Kevin. Yeah, uh, can I can I just uh, give a shout out to my yes. my beautiful wife and all of the rest of the people who work at Hanley's Woolen Mills. Very good indeed. It's a lovely place yeah. it is too. I know it well. Oh take take care of yourself, Kevin. Thank you. And you, Fran. Thank good you. Bye bye to you now. Bye bye. That's Kevin Dudley there. And uh, I found that most interesting. I hope you did as well. The Clark Jordan Community Seed Bank Group. And they're inviting you there tomorrow night to the lovely Thomas McDonough Museum in Clark Jordan. Half past seven is uh, the time.